0: fungible queens a podcast for the queens and the in-betweens
1: i'm Hotel hill i'm kay duck welcome back to another episode today we're super excited we're joined by nft cheetah thanks so much for joining us tonight
2: hi thank you so much for having
1: me yeah we're super excited um you know you've been working on a lot of things and we're you know we're very interested to hear about all the things that you got going on
2: yeah so where should i start should i start with the whole nft cheetah the yeah
1: Yeah, let's start with well how about we go even farther and like you know how you discovered the space and how you know you got into nfts and in crypto
2: all right dope okay so it was august late august and i was chilling with nft llama and i see him spending so much money on these jpegs and i was absolutely so confused because i knew about crypto but you know nfts are quite different from crypto not crazy like trend like trend wise but obviously it's it's a whole different marketplace so i was i was quite confused um but obviously when you're confused about something that your partner's doing you're kind of interested in it as well you're like oh what what is what is this he's really interested in so i seen him spending like 10 hours a day just scrolling through twitter i was like Bruh.
1: It's like what do they know that I don't?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what is going on? So I start like, you know, kind of looming over him. Like I'm just playing like Genshin Impact or Overwatch or something. I'm like, hmm, what's going on over here? So he decides one day I'm gonna make a Twitter for like well like he was scrolling on um his personal Twitter before and then he was like, I wanna make like my own NFT Twitter. I was like okay, I'll join you because I'm kind of interested. So um, that's when we kind of sat down and we we're like, well, what kind of what names do we have going on? Um, and we went through like NFT Wolf, NFT Coyote, like cool names. He ended up with NFT Loma and I ended up with NFT Cheetah and he's still kind of jealous till this day, but we don't speak about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he feels like he got the better name out of that or, or
2: Well no. you did? Yeah, he he's kinda jealous sometimes. He's like, Darn, why didn't I get cheetah before her? Like, sucks. <laughs> but he he built some really cool stuff out of, you know, his brand. But I decided to like branch out myself as well later on. But going back to the beginning, we started scrolling through Twitter. I started just kinda shit posting, not gonna lie. Is it okay if I curse?
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
2: Alright, sweet. So I kind of just started with shit posting because I didn't know anything about the market and stuff, so I just kind of made memes about it. I was like, one ETH equals one ETH. That was literally my post.
1: Um, just anything to get your foot in the door, honestly. Yeah,
2: literally anything to like start engaging with the community and meeting people in it. Um, and he was like, already by the time I like started posting those kind of content, he was already at like 10,000 followers. I was like, bruh. <laughs> I'm sitting here with like my 100. I'm like, yeah, my shit posting is working. <laughs> and then eventually, um, he had his whole like NFT llama persona being created. And I was like, huh, I kind of want to make like, you know, myself out here known. So that's when I came up with um, the Cheater Girls Discord. Cause I was like, hmm. I mean, I don't see that many like, you know, woman oriented like discords or communities in the nft space like supporting you know woman in this space because i feel like we don't get highlighted as much and i feel like you know we need to be so i started off with that i worked through that for a little bit i think in october it was and then i got really really busy with college and i got really stressed out with college so i kind of like declined from there but i was still into the space but i i, I had to um revert back a little bit, because sometimes the space can be a little bit overwhelming, I feel like, especially with uh, life balance, with relationship, work, school, you know, driving back and forth because I visit my family and stuff. I'm even at my family's house right now, actually, because I'm on spring break, um, which is relaxing, but after the Cheetah Girls Discord, I was like, well, I kind of want to make my own project, I'm not going to lie. So I started without it being known as a project, and now I'm kind of officially saying that it it will be a project. It's, yeah, it's currently called NFT Basics. Which is
1: kind of news to me, too, because, you know, I thought it was taking a different route. So I'm excited to hear about this.
2: Yeah. Well, it was kind of weird, because originally, I didn't think of it as going to be a project. I, I saw it more as a community of, like, knowledge and just... Gaining access by being um, a part of the community. So if you were early on, you got like full access to the entire server and all of that. And so we have currently the Genesis and the VIP roles, which is what are is going to be our NFTs. It's like you know how they have like the passes out there for like access.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, it's it's similar to that, but we're we're making a little twist out of it. We're calling them key cards. And the whole concept is that I've been drawing like in MS paint, like the little concepts to my staff members. I'm like, all right, do we like this concept? So it's basically like an agency, a secret agency of cheetahs. And there's a key card to get in. And that's basically the NFT is the key card. So there's going to be a Genesis and a VIP key card. And each one is going to give you different section accesses access to the server and they're all going to have like different bits of utility different access to tools and the supply is going to be very 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 small it's going to be very limited it's going to be less than a thousand probably because i want it to be like when you have ten thousand supply of a project it's really hard to give utility to every single holder compared to when you have a thousand because then say you get whitelist for projects it's split up like not as much so if you had 200 whitelist spots, that's 20% of the 1,000. But then it's, like, very, very, very split up when it's 10,000 to 20,000, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, for sure. Just, you know, more opportunities to get on that whitelist, like, get the benefits from it. And, you know, I think is when people hear projects, like, you think, oh, like, a profile picture project or whatever. But I think especially now in the space like it's evolving so much that projects aren't all about like you know profile pictures or the art necessarily necessarily like it's really there's a driving factor about the utility behind it and like what that will bring you in the long term
2: yeah exactly it stopped like I feel like nfts originated from mostly profile pictures but now they're branching out to way more cooler things if you think about it it's not just profile pictures but now it's like utility like i literally bought an nft of a picture of a ticket that told me i'm gonna get nft world like their token just for holding it
1: yeah it's like it is so funny to see like after you've been in the space for a little bit like the different phases that it goes through you know, like um, how you said, like, you know, started out with the profile pictures, of the art, but it's definitely evolving. And I think that's, you know, it makes it so unique and so fun to be a part of.
2: Yeah, exactly. I feel like um, it also can bring in much more people because I feel like not everybody, you know, just wants a profile picture. Some people want, you know, their favorite basketball players NFT or Coachella's NFT that they made so they they can go annually, you know what I mean? Like there's different utilities and more people are going to be brought in because these bigger companies are like, hey, all right, we're going to make our own utility out of these. It's not going to be a profile picture. It's going to be something like with utility, not something you just put on Twitter.
1: Yeah, exactly. So with yours, which role will be like the, you know, the best or the most access to your project?
2: Well, Genesis was originally the only one that I thought of. But then later on, I was like, well, then it's not fun because there's no, like, rarity in it. So what's going to happen is Genesis is going to have a max of 300 spots, and there's already 270 total. So I'm keeping it very, very limited. And from now, like, I'm keeping those 30 spots for, like, quite a while until I know exactly what I want to do with them. And then for VIP, I literally haven't even given out a single VIP spot because um, I just don't want to rush a project when I could build it very slowly and get the roadmap done like before I even do the launch. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's really no rush. Like, what's what's the rush? I mean, especially if you're in it for the, the right reasons in the long term, you know, um obviously you see these rush projects that you know rush to mint or rush to push out a project or whatever and it's just usually it ends up bad for them so i mean i think it's you know something to be said about taking your time and and everything like that
2: yeah exactly i feel like they they can be seen more as cash grabby as well i don't want my nft my soon-to-be nft collection seen as a cash grab i'm keeping the mint very very low as well um and for for some, I'm pretty sure I'm making them, like, free. I'm not totally sure yet with the mid prices, but I, I really want it to be, like, accessible to everybody. And I want to show that um, you don't have to have a crazy high mid price for, like, a high floor. You know what I mean? The yeah. things that can create a high floor is having the high utility with it.
1: Yeah, so what are some of the utilities that your members will have?
2: Well, so we have the Discord right now with all of the information from beginner to advanced. I have, I, I don't like calling them alpha calls, but, you, you know, people call them alpha calls. I have those. Um, I have a lot of whitelist opportunities. I'm also going to partner with tools in the future as I get my community to be bigger and more people are going to, you know, want a partnership or partner. Um, I already have a big partnership plan in the future, but it, it's non-disclosed right now, so we're keeping that on the low, but it's going to be really big. Does it um, start with an L? Maybe, but <laughs> we don't say.
1: <laughs>
2: and yeah, I have a lot of things planned for the future, and I also want to plan to whenever... You know how like they have the community DAOs?
1: Yeah, yep.
2: I don't plan on having a, like, a community DAO, but I want to have you know how a lot of projects are taking in other projects and then they're going to take the tokens and like spread them across.
1: Yeah. The, yeah, yep.
2: <laughs> I have plans to, you know, say I buy like two NFT worlds. I'm going to take the world tokens and I'm going to give it back to like holders and kind of mm-hmm. have all those utilities.
1: And do you have any plans like about fractionalizing like actual NFTs? How do you feel about that?
2: Um, well, I don't, I don't see fractionalizing as much as I would see me doing all of the prioritizing information, alpha calls, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and the tokens. I don't see much of fractionalizing NFTs.
1: So
0: will all this be exclusively for women, mainly for women, or it doesn't matter? It's just sort of a woman-run project. Well, my cheetah...
2: Girls Discord was woman-based, and I basically said, hey, whoever in here has the cub rule or the OG rule, which means they were a woman, immediately got uh, Genesis. So anybody who came from my old server got Genesis, as long as they joined within the first week. So a majority of the Genesis is already just woman. But then for the rest of them, I kind of just made it a little bit more free for everybody.
0: Okay, good to know. I should have joined that server ages ago. My bad. <laughs> I'm in so many. It's really hard to like... No worries. Like, oh, a Discord invite. Okay. Yeah, I get what you
1: mean. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't Sounds worry, good. I'll sneak you in. <laughs> the one aspect I really like of it is, you know, the educational route that you're taking. Um, You know, like you said, you have a certain section for beginners. And I think that's so... You know it's so needed in this space to have a good place for beginners or you know people that maybe aren't as comfortable in certain aspects you know like maybe DeFi or staking you know certain corners of the space that they just maybe need to learn a little bit more about
2: yeah exactly and i feel like um i originated with um having the discord be like a hot spot for learning and still be its own community. Kind of like how Llamaverse at the start was a free Discord, but it still has so many other things for free members, even though it is some somewhat of a closed community. Like, I will still have these channels out for, you know, people who may not be able to afford the pass when it comes out. I still want to benefit those who may not be able to, early on if they just join the space and they don't have as much capital to start out with. That's why I like made this server.
0: Yeah. It's awesome to have those, um, those resources out there so that if I have a dumb question, maybe I can just go and look in there and I don't have to feel dumb asking somebody, you know, and everybody has something yeah, to learn exactly. in this space. Like nobody knows everything. There's no way you could. So even somebody who's been in it for six months or whatever, you know, can find some value in that for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes people ask me a question. I'm like, dang, I got to research this myself because I'm not sure. And then I learned something too. So it it just kind of like helps everybody, you know, being in this server, like my community even teaches me some things or they remind me, oh, this is minting right now. And it's very close to it. And, or someone's like, Hey guys, like, watch out for this project. It's like a rug pull. Like, we're all very close in it and we're all helping each other out. We just want the best for everybody in the Discord.
1: So, are you writing your own contract for this project?
2: Well, no, but I already have um, two developers in mind that I could go to for this. I'm not into solidity, but I am into python, so I programmed my own discord bot, but that's it. <laughs> I don't but know. you anything have been, else. have
1: you been learning a, a little bit of coding?
2: Yeah, I've been learning a lot of python, but that's pretty much it. I haven't got it, I haven't dipped my toes in solidity yet.
1: But yeah, your well, I will say your discord is like top-notch, like um, you know, it's like a million bots, a million channels, a million features. So that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive in itself already. But well, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, the contract, that would be like a huge undertaking as well. But um, yeah, I get. I mean, hats off to people that, you know, the devs that do that. I think that's such a cool, um, you know, kind of underrepresented part of the space as well.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like the contract is one of the biggest things. It's like... The, the joust on the horse, you know what I mean? Or the horse with the joust. You get what I'm saying. They're yeah. the ones who make it so, like, everything goes smooth. They're the one who connects it to the website and to the OpenSea, gets the metadata done, gets um, makes sure that the gas is optimal, so it's, like, $7 instead of, like, 300 So they got a lot of stuff to do. I give a lot of developers in the space mad props,
1: yeah definitely agree um i even you know just like python coding that like i wouldn't even know where to start so i'll yeah stick to stick to other stuff
2: a lot of youtube and google and code academy i would say goes into coding for me that's how i learn most so are
0: you full-time now in the crypto space or you um do you have another job or something that you do
2: since uh, i joined crypto um i was an entrepreneur i guess you could say before crypto and nfts um and i was basically just doing etsy um i used to be a youtuber and twitch streamer um and since college i cut off all of those other hobbies and just stuck with college and nfts as kind of like um i guess you could say my work and that's basically what i focus on now
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, how you kind of alluded to it earlier, but, you know, um, college, you know, NFTs, all that relationships. Like, how do you feel like you balance that? I feel like I know when I was in college, I was like it was I felt like I didn't have time for anything, let alone knowing how much, you know, NFTs in this space can take as well. Like, I feel like it'd be super hard to, you know, balance all that.
2: I feel like something that's really beneficial that I, I feel like everybody should do in this space, regardless if you're you're busy or not, is having um like groups of friends that will like remind you of stuff. So I have Llama and I also have you know a few other friends who remind me, hey, this is minting right now, or hey, like you need to get this done, um, which helps me out a lot because a lot of the times I'm hyper focused on what I'm doing, um whether it be schoolwork or, you know, going through NFTs or creating content for my Discord. Um, I'm always hyper-focused and I'm kind of, like, jumbled a lot of the time. But I make sure to have stuff written on my calendar. I have three different types of calendars. <laughs> so I make sure that I get everything done. So I have, like, my mint calendar on, like, Google Sheets. And I have to write those out every day. I'm like, okay, this is minting this day. So I know this that day I have to definitely look at the date for this. Um, I also have a monthly calendar that shows me all of my assignments that I have for college. So I I, I remember those by just looking at my wall and I'm like, okay, I need to do this. Then I have a daily calendar where I write um, like five different things I need to have done. So whether it be like schoolwork, um, Discord content, or hey, I have a mint today to just like triple check. So that's basically how I like balance it for the most part. (laughs)
1: did you forget to put us on there?
2: (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. I I thought I was going to remember and it was so bad. I remember checking it and I was like, okay, I'm going to remember. And I I, I remembered it throughout, like, you know, um, when we're talking, I I had exams that week. So I remember I was like, okay, after I study, I'm going to, I'm going to write it down. And then I don't, I'm like, okay i'm gonna remember this i remember it's during spring break and i was even thinking about it yesterday i was like okay i'm pretty sure it's gonna be tuesday from what i remember and then today hits and i think it's monday still and i'm like all right it's tuesday so it's tomorrow and i'm like wait tomorrow's wednesday
1: (laughs) to be fair spring break i i don't know that i ever knew what day it was (laughs) on my spring breaks either
2: Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> it just like I mean, no, we by.
1: yeah, we all know how it is, and we still you know appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Either way, so <laughs> I would just had to, you know get that little comment in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Really... <laughs> I
1: also like slid into the chair one minute wow,
0: before so... <laughs> we were supposed to be recording. Like, whoops.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. You know, we're I all just like, busy. I yeah, and it's so hard. Like I, I do find myself the same thing. Like I'm, I'm. I down a rabbit hole and then I look at the, the clock and it's like two hours later and I'm like, where did the time go? And yeah, it's, I feel like when, I, since I've been in this space, like I feel like time moves so fast and I don't know why, maybe it's just because I, like I enjoy it so much, but I do feel like it's like I log on to discord and time is just out the door.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. I feel like, especially with spring break happening right now, um, and I have like no sense of time I literally looked out my window this morning I'm like wow it's so beautiful and sunny and then I checked and I'm like what the heck it's dark out like what happened yeah. and it, like discord was down so I went outside for once you know and then oh
1: my gosh how was that
2: oh it, it was actually nice but then I got attacked by a beetle which was not as fun but
1: oh gosh <laughs> it,
2: it was it was a beetle that, with like horns you know like the ones that have like the little
1: horns sounds exciting around. Uh, I don't it was really a little
2: had... bit terrifying. I'm not gonna lie. And, and then I, I don't know what inside. part of the
0: world you're in, but we don't have many beetles with plans. Uh, but okay, to. good to know. Mm. <laughs> I'll watch out for that. I don't uh, know what don't movie
2: know. I'm thinking of, but it is it like the. A bugs life or something where they have like the
0: little beetles oh the
1: horns. yeah yeah i think it is like kind of like antenna type thing yeah
2: yeah and it had big wings and it, it sounded like it was um a bee almost and i was like yeah. okay well
1: anyways i know everyone was like making jokes on twitter like oh i guess you should go outside since discord is down so yeah i was nice. liking
2: all of those tweets they were funny
1: <laughs> Honestly Twitter's like one of my for favorite sure. parts of this space. There's just so many personalities on there and exactly. it, it just makes it so great.
2: What's crazy was I was never even um, a big Twitter fan. I was always like either on Instagram, Twitch or YouTube probably for the most part. And then I yeah, saw so you sudden, mentioned
1: did you even have a Twitter before this?
2: I okay, I had one Twitter and it was because obviously when you do like content creation you kinda just wanna have like fillers, even if you don't use them. Like, oh, here's all my socials. So yeah. I made a Twitter, never used it. I had like 100 followers <laughs> and it was like private and everything. And I was like, well, I'm um, just going to throw this one out. I don't even know what it's called anymore. And then I just made NFT cheetah.
0: It gets confusing. I have three yeah. Twitters, three Instagrams, two TikToks. <laughs> and it's uh, every so often oh, I'll gosh. like like a tweet from the wrong account. And then be like, oh, no, unlike go back. Like, yeah. madness yeah
2: right i know um yeah especially when you post on the wrong account that's the worst um llama did that recently he he was trying to post something i think on the llamaverse account and he ended up posting it on the minecraft Uh, llamaverse account i was like oh
0: do you guys yeah for sure It's
2: confusing and
0: Hmm? i was gonna say do you guys use the twitter blue because i think then you can like edit it or whatever i haven't tried it yet
2: yeah, Twitter Blue, I, Twitter Blue actually saves me a lot. It also makes it so um, for me, when I do like post and you want to see how it like fits correctly or if it extends to the next line, um, you can send it and then undo it if you think, "Oh, I can add more emojis in it or something." Always making, more emojis. Like, nicer. Um, with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with him though, he has Twitter Blue, but I like never see him use it. He makes <laughs> so many typos. I, I mean, granted, I make some typos, too. Sometimes I look back at my tweet, I'm like, shoot. <laughs> okay, oh well. But he, oh my god, he just doesn't even use it.
0: I guess guys, sometimes they just don't care. Probably okay. a lot of women, too, just don't care if it's a typo or whatever. <laughs> Whenever I have a typo in a tweet, I'm like, delete. Start over.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I can't let anybody know this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so one of the parts um, of your Discord that I found interesting in that I think, like, people kind of dance around this topic, but it's, it's like, a huge part of the space, and it's, like, red flags in projects. I know you have, um, like, a whole channel dedicated to that, and kind of, like, a, um, like a ranking system of how you, you personally look at projects and rank them. So I was wondering if you could, like, talk about how you developed that system.
2: Oh, for sure. All right. Let me pull up the list real quick. Just so <laughs> I'm not no, yeah, I totally anything.
1: get it. Yeah. But no, I just think it's so interesting because people are kind of like, you know, they they don't want to really talk about it because they don't want to call out a, a new project before they truly know. But, you know, it's like it's a real thing that people should take notice of.
2: Yeah, I feel like um, I mentioned a lot as well. Uh, with beginning projects, you can't really tell yet. It's kind of like a gamble. Um, you kind of just have to wait it out, especially, um, with tons of these projects coming out and you don't know if they're like fake or not. You don't know where they came from. You know, you just kind of, kind of have to just be on high, high, high guard, I guess you could say. And, uh, especially uh, I tell a lot of people to, before they meant something to let other people be kind of the, the test dummies to make sure that everything's safe. Because everybody's going to rush to mint something. And if you take the time to wait, you can actually see if it's, you know, good or not. Whether the contract is good. Whether um, the team is going to be there for any fixes they may need to do. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. regarding back to the list. So, my first one was Undock's founders and team. The reason why I said that, um, I put it at a 5 out of 10. 10 being like fully avoid uh personally i'm not even doxed so i can't even like really talk crap i'm gonna i'm I'm probably gonna dox myself um eventually before my yeah before my nft project because you know i want to i want to like show people okay i'm I'm trustworthy guys please
1: i see not to not to keep talking about llama but i see he's like all about the selfies now
2: (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) that's him now uh (laughs) That's basically his persona. <laughs> and then a lot of shit posting, and then actual tweets.
1: <laughs> so then once you're doxxed, it's just going to be like power couple selfies all the time.
2: Yeah, and just shit posting and tweets. Yeah, <laughs> that's just basically it. That'll be it. <laughs> so yeah, with Undox founders, um, it's basically you can't really tell where they come from, like who they are. I feel like more people um, like when their founders are doxed because they can kind of hold them accountable even though not everybody wants to do that but it's kind of like you you cre- you create more trust between your community and yourself like if i were to dox myself people would be like oh, okay i know the face behind the project that i'm like buying into kind of like how you kind of want to know where you're buying from like when you go to the grocery store you check the brand you know you check who's behind it like what um like if they're non-gmo like, we're
1: at, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. I think it's it's so crazy that even just like, I don't know how long I've been here now, but even in the short time, I feel like I've been here. It, it's shifted so much on you're like, they were never doxxed and now it's like, you know, they need to be. And it's just, I feel like it just changed one day and everyone's like, you know, we should probably do this and like hold people more accountable that are like taking, tons and tons of ETH like we should you know expect this from them and so it I do think it's like crazy it's just one day it was like everyone just started doxing themselves
2: yeah it shifted really quick I feel like after um BAYC and stuff with their founders being undoxed and all that um to then a bunch of projects just doxing themselves and I feel like that just created a lot of trust which is why so many projects do that now um which a lot of people appreciate. So should I go to the next on my list? Yeah. All right, so the next on my list, I'm going to slam my keyboard if anybody mints from something that has this. Um, <laughs> an unverified contract. Bruh, if I see anybody mint from an unverified contract, not going to make it.
1: Like, um, Do you know any examples of projects that have launched with an unverified? I, I just don't personally, but... Something I should probably pay more attention to.
2: I can't think of one because thankfully I've never had to. Probably See don't one.
1: get that far, hopefully.
2: Yeah, well, basically, you always got to check if they have a blue check mark um, on EtherScan or whatever. Because if they have an unverified contract, you don't know where any of those funds are going to. You don't know what you're connecting to. You know, they could have some different code in there and just totally hack your shit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely should be like you know just like a written rule
2: yeah exactly it's 10 on my list like fully avoid if i see anybody like stop <laughs> so what I don't about know if it's
1: like a
0: like a hype mint do you feel like people have time to stop and check that sort of thing
2: um like i said before I, I tell people to always um let other people be the test dummies um and by that point you can probably tell or not <laughs> as well if you don't have the time to check the the contract you can tell by how people are reacting in the chat if someone's like Bro, i just lost <laughs> okay, all my okay. money you know what i mean you can probably tell whether or not so that's kind of like my base like my base rule that i tell everybody i'm like always just wait like you can wait like 20 seconds to like an hour you know what i mean because some pro- if they're good projects they're gonna stay hyped you know what i mean it's not gonna just like dump and leave
1: yeah, and I feel like nowadays there's so much pressure that if you're in a Discord, like pre-launch, people are always like, win contract, like win contract, like share the contract, because people are always itching to check it out before the mint starts.
2: Yeah, which is valid. There's always going to be someone, though, who, who checks the contract and will let people know, because that's how, Um, I'm not going to name a project, but basically they co- copied an entire contract and used it as their own and had so many like hiccups in it, and people called them out for it. So, like, there's people who will, like, scan the contract, and that's why um, projects are more credible when they put out the contract um, before mint. But, like, just make it so you can't mint from it yet, but they just show, hey, this is the contract. It's valid. Check it out.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, we also got fake followers and members. I put that at an 8. Obviously, stuff that's, like, paid for promotion. Not, like, um not like giveaways on accounts you could say like giveaways are like for the most part legit i'm talking about um promos like hey buy this new project it's only 0.1 ETH, you know or yeah like i'm
1: even seeing some on like facebook now exactly i know like the algorithm like it's getting me. yeah they know my my search history and everything but it's still pretty crazy that like these projects are paying for facebook ads
2: yeah, I feel like it. Um, solid marketers don't need to pay other people to market for them. You know what I mean? If you have a solid marketer on your team, they can do a lot of the marketing for you. Um, like the legit yeah, that's really way. good advice. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so I feel like also with fake followers, that just tells you, like they're spending money just to get fake marketing. You know what I mean? Again, that shows that they can't like create their own type
0: in there's also um, um, like fake projects advertising on facebook because i had ads from invisible friends but obviously it wasn't actually invisible friends on my facebook and i was like uh that's a scam like (laughs) straight up so yeah something else to watch out for
2: yeah especially like um with instagram i know i've been getting a lot of dms where it's like hey check out our project and i'm like no. <laughs> if you're like spam DMing, that's how I know as well, like you're probably not doing so well. If you have to like spam DM yeah, people for sure. like as bots. Or get bots to like spam DM. Like that's just a red flag to me as well. Um oh, tying into that, artificial hype. <laughs> Kinda like similar with like fake likes. Um artificial hype being like uh having celebrity promote uh your project because i've seen some celebrities you know promote projects just because they get like money in their bags but it's like not even a legit project so yeah Ooh,
1: who was the latest one oh my gosh there was like a an, it was an athlete i think promoting some just clear like rug and everyone was like yeah like this is horrible
2: Yeah, well, I don't know who that was, but I remember, uh, I I don't know who it was, but Drake and Josh, one of them, like, DMs some people, and they're like, hey, like, I'm promoting my project here, or something, or like, I'm backed behind this project, trust me, it's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's just like, it sucks, because the people are just like, you know, scamming and and preying on, you know, people that like see somebody with a big following like a celebrity and think that just, be- what, just because they have this following that they're credible and, you know it's not always the case
2: yeah and I feel like that that scares a lot of people out of this space which is why I also made the whole red flags and projects because I'm trying to warn people hey like watch out for these things because I don't want you guys getting hurt or like scammed out of your money because you know a lot of people aren't playing with money that they can just you know throw out of their like hands yeah they broke that
1: first rule yeah it's very true don't
0: spend what you can't afford to lose
2: yeah exactly which you know you feel bad for those people but you also have to tell them you can't play with money that you can't afford to lose but you know there are those people who still do that and they end up hurting you know in the end
1: yeah and i know it's like another thing too is like you know people always want to celebrate their wins but you know like you know, the losses and, you know, the time that they maybe did get scammed by fake link or whatever, like, they're not always so quick to talk about that. So it's like, it is something for new people to hear that and, and know, cause like, I know a lot of people, they would come out and they're like, you know, I never even heard of this until it happened to me. And it's like, yeah, it's because like, people are embarrassed. They don't always want to talk about it. It's, it's, you know, like the tough conversations.
2: Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like there needs to be more people who are really transparent in the space, which is what I'm trying to do. Where I literally just made it open about like all of my losses in like rug pulls I've been in, so like people learn. And I'm like, hey, watch out! Like you can get scammed. This, way, or watch out for this because I've been in two different rug pulls and I've lost out on a lot of money. Not that I've like lost money, but I sold too early. And it's kind of like, hey, don't make the same mistake by, like, not counting on some things. But, you know, you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm, it's, it's just, it's hard to, um, it's, I think it's hard to be transparent because you're opening yourself up to scrutiny, obviously. But, um, it's, it's definitely needed. And I think, you know, the people that take that step or you know, it's it's why they call them leaders for a reason.
2: I... Yeah, I totally agree. Um should I go to the next one on my list? Yeah. Alright, um so I got unrealistic slash unjustifiable um mint pricing. We know we yeah. know what we're talking about here. It's a
1: big one lately.
2: Yeah, we know what we're talking about. Really dumb mint prices. Now there there's two sides to it. I'm not gonna get into whole Twitter drama or anything, but um I feel like it needs to be said that a lot of these projects, like I said earlier, um you don't need to set a high mid price to have a high floor. You can just have like good utility and that will bring it up or a good like team and like building and all of that. Like with I always use this example or um Sappy seals as well. Llamaverse and Sappy seals. Llamaverse was um free and it's sitting at like 1.6 for like what it was for free, you know, a few months ago and that just goes to show like you really don't need to have unjustifiable mint prices just to reach high floors cuz there's still going to be paper handers no matter what. If you if you sell out at 1 ETH, guess what? People are still going to sell for like half a loss. Because they don't trust in your project or and what you're building. Ins-
1: Lately, I've seen so many ones that are minting and then instantly selling for loss. And I'm just like, bruh. I don't get it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, <laughs> honestly, if you if you start selling for a little bit lower as well, like, I feel like people are less likely to want to leave because it's not going to be as threatening to them. Like,
1: yeah,
2: okay, I only invested this much rather than like $10,000. You know what I mean? So... I feel like people would be less likely to want a paper handout if it's a little bit less of their budget i guess you could say keep it a little bit lower and they could have more trust
1: yeah and and what's your take on all the ducks dutch auctions that are popping up um lately it seems like that's like you know really taking the space by storm um
2: i feel like some are good some are bad but um Some do well, I'm not going to lie, but uh, others can be unjustifiable, but only to an extent because, you know, I'm not going to name projects, but if they sell out at a certain mark, that's what the community wants to buy that for. Do you get what I mean? Um, If nobody wanted to buy it for that price, why would anybody buy it? But if people are buying it for that price, then... That's what they want to do with their money. You can't. You can't tell what, tell people what they want to do. You know.
1: Yeah, that's true. I just, um, you know, sometimes I just feel like it creates this like false sense of FOMO almost. It's like you know, I mean. Obviously you can watch when mint opens and, you know, look at the progress and everything, but sometimes it makes people feel like, Oh, I have to mint like right away off the bat, like it's this Dutch auction, like gas might spike, like it's just, you know, it's a lot of factors surrounding a Dutch auction as opposed to just like a normal mint.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, it can bring a lot of foam because you don't know when it's gonna sell out. You don't know how many people are gonna buy at, you know, point two rather than 0.3. You don't know when it's going to end. Like, you know the ending price that they're going to leave it at, but you don't know actually when it would sell out fully, and you're like, okay, and you're going to have to stare at your computer. I get, I can see that side, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And, you know, something, another aspect that I really, I appreciate about projects is when they they kind of justify their mint price to the public. Like, they don't, I guess not justify, but they say like, hey, you know, we're setting this price because we want to take, you know, we want to take it and we want to do X, Y, Z. And so I think like when they have a plan of action and like a course that they're going to follow, like, you know, a roadmap that it's just like, it's just seems more credible.
2: Yeah. I, I feel that. Cause um, it's like when I see a mint price, or like over point two, I start to get a little bit suspicious. I'm like, okay, let me let me see what they're gonna do with my money. You know what I mean? Because with point yeah. two and under, I'm like, okay, that's kind of reasonable. We'll we'll see what they're doing with it. But like anything higher than that, that's when I have to start doing my research. I'm like, all right, what what are they gonna do with my money? What are they gonna build with it? You know?
0: You're a you're a big spender. Exactly. And anything for me over like point zero one i'm like what are you doing with my money that's my money <laughs> i want to save every little scrap yeah, I mean, zero it's one. For come on
2: yeah, yeah. just scraping yeah. it I'm off stingy
0: with my ETH for sure like yeah. even if it's a free mint i'm like oh gas is kind of high like i don't know honestly i i minted uh, a <laughs> yeah. llama for free however many months ago But I was like, is this going to be worth it? You know, like, is it worth zero dollars to me except for the gas? I know, yes, it has been. But in the beginning, I I was like skeptical for sure.
2: Yeah, everybody's going to be suspicious at like different pricings, especially like depending how how much you're willing to spend on stuff. Should I head over to the next one?
1: Yeah, what do you got next?
2: All right, let's go. Um, I already talked about this earlier. Um, copy uh, copy and paste another contract from a different project. Um, yeah, that, that's a red flag to me just because, like, they don't put in the effort to create their own contracts for their own projects, you know what I mean? Like, they, they didn't put in the work to, to do their own things.
1: Yeah, that, that always feels a little cash-grabby. Like, you're just copying, you know, somebody else's because you want to quickly get to mint and you know secure all that eth
2: yeah exactly i feel like um it just gets seen as like a cash grab and that they just wanted to be done quickly like all right let's get this over with we're not gonna like care about getting a developer or anything so yeah um do you want me to say my last one yep all right promises but never provides so that's like project. I'm calling out all the projects that like overpromise, but like never follow through, or like half follow through. They're like, ah, uh, like this is a little bit, a little bit too much work. I'm not talking about like budget wise. Some some project, you know, struggle with a little bit of budget sometimes. But um, for like bigger things, but I'm talking about like that projects that just don't want to put in the work, or they just stop like producing stuff, like. For example, if a project was um, trying to be a play to earn game and then they got like halfway through the game and they're like, all right, we're done, this this is it. Have fun guys.
1: So the other um, the other points that we've covered have kind of been for like pre but this would be kind of like, this point would be, like, you're already in it. Like, you're in the project. You probably minted, and now you're, like, scrambling, and you're like, all right, well, do I sell? Do I hold? Like, what if I sell for a loss? Like, once you're in it, like, what do you do? Um,
2: Personally, for me, uh, it's kind of like what I, I guess you could say grew up around. is kind of just like... <laughs> it's a it's sometimes a bad system for other people but it sometimes can work out really well it's where you basically just hold it like regardless (laughs) because you kind of just assume something's gonna happen like as long as they're still building if the project's dead i'm gonna sell it you know what i mean but um if the project's still actually building stuff or they're still active and working then i'll hold it for like the long run because who knows maybe gary b will like buy into it or maybe um they have this big like grand awakening and they're like oh i want to make like a whole like game out of this and then that brings like a lot of attention to it it's kind of like i just hold i'm a lot of like long-term holding like i have like 60 that i'm just like holding on to for like dear life <laughs> no matter what
0: <laughs> you and hill i will also yeah. um write all my jpegs to zero or to you know 20 whatever whatever way it goes i'm with them
2: <laughs> yeah exactly i feel like that way um you're never technically selling for a loss until you sell it yep you, you get what i mean you technically never have to sell it for a loss unless you're one of those people who get scared and they're like all right it dipped like 0. 0.1 all right i'm gonna have to sell this now because a lot of my stuff has already dipped, like, way past below, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna hold this now, I guess. <laughs>
0: Let's hope. all we can do is just hope, right? <laughs> Someone will revive it from death.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what happened
1: really, with a yeah, and But all it takes sometimes is, like, like you said, like, one tweet from Gary. Like, it's it's just crazy sometimes, like, what can happen in a day for... A project in this space
2: yeah it is really crazy what can just happen because um literally talking about that I was holding this um project for like a few months and it, it it fell pretty pretty far down um uh and I was still holding it and um one day uh I'm not gonna say who but someone bought into it like pumped my bags and I was like bless I like got yes. up and I was like yes I'm not holding these bags anymore <laughs>
1: know it's always like what do i do and then i feel like i make a decision and then once i do then if i choose to sell then it like goes up and then i'm like you know so i probably should just take the advice and just hold not have so so much paper hands but you know everyone has their different strategies
2: yeah should i tell you about when i first got into the space and like my saddest my saddest sale ever
1: I th- I think I remember, but yeah, I w- let's let's tell everyone again. All
2: right, yes, yeah, sweet. Okay, so I posted this in my mental health channel. I was like, um, and then I commented later. I said this can this channel kind of turned into my coping channel. However, I hope some of you still find it motivational. <laughs> so, um. It turned out to just be, like, at the start, I was like, all right, guys, stretch every 30 minutes. And then it started, like, turning into me raging about NFT worlds, how I sold too early.
1: <laughs> so I know. I, I think I read that channel, and I was like, it's funny because I think it's, like, read-only, so no one could comment yeah. on if they wanted to.
2: <laughs> I was like, everybody just see, like, my sadness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the story was, I remember I stayed up till, like, 3 a.m. with Llama. I was like, I want to mint this, right? And this was when I was really early in the space, so um, I wasn't playing with a lot of money um, that I was like uh, that I wanted to spend. So um, when I sold it, it was a lot for me at the time, so I could flip more. So I still look at it as a positive thing. Like if I didn't sell this, I wouldn't have a lot of ETH uh, to play with, you know, so I can buy other projects and flip them. But um, so I sold NFT Worlds at 0.45. Very sad. Um...
1: Did you mint it for free?
2: Yeah, I did, but the mint the mint was like four hundred dollars because gas yeah. was like out. That's
1: why I didn't but, mint
0: um, it, and yeah. I should have. Yep, yep. Really? I was like, "That's too much gas. I'm out."
1: <laughs> yeah. gas saver over here. Uh. I remember though. I I uh, I mean, I feel like we all have those stories. I I was looking at them, and it was like I think the floor was like point three, so maybe like a little before you sold and I never I I and it's so true is I the only reason I didn't is because I was looking at the different traits of the world and I was so I was just overwhelmed by all the traits and I was like how do I pick one so I literally just closed the page and I was like all right I can't do it like I'm not buying <laughs> and now look where that got me yeah
2: I literally had an ultra rare one and I'm like so mad oh over
1: it. my gosh really yeah I
2: had an ultra rare and and the floor like pumped to like, uh, I think it was like 40 ETH was the lowest you could buy in. And like the one previous was like 20 ETH. And I was like, bruh. I was like, I could have paid for my whole college tuition.
1: (laughs) Uh, And they always say like, don't look back. But I I always have to look back. Yes. Oh my God. Because that's just my personality. And I know it works for some people, but I have to look or it's going to drive me crazy regardless. Better to know.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. But, like, what happened was I I, I was tunnel vision. I was like, alright, I forgot about NFT Worlds by now, you know, it's chilling, it's doing whatever.
1: unfollowing everything. Yeah, like-
2: yeah, yeah. But then what <laughs> happened was, was Lama one day, he was like, hey, 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 check check NFT Worlds real quick. And he's still holding his, by the way. And, oh. and he was like, hey, check it real quick. <laughs> and I checked, and I was, it was at 1 ETH at the time, and that's when I made the the whole mental health channel. I was like, for all your mental health, just remember I sold NFT worlds at 0.45. And then like every day I kept checking it.
0: Every day you <laughs> ever check price. Then. Bad price. And
2: then I seen it hit... <laughs> yeah, literally that meme. And then I seen it pump to four ETH and then eight ETH. And then when it hit like seven ETH, I remember I was like, bro, if I actually had the ETH for it, I would buy right now because I know it's going to go higher. But like, unfortunately, you know, sometimes you can't buy into projects. And then it pumped to like twenty eighth, and I was like, bruh, are you serious? Ugh.
1: Just sick.
2: Yeah, and then I learned to de risk and still hold one no matter what. <laughs> that's what that taught me.
1: <laughs> See, I mean you, you did get something out of it. And I mean, like you said, um, it was a huge win for you at the time. So I think that's always like um a hard thing to remember and you know, like it's it's always a kind of a bitter pill to swallow but at the end of the day like that is the important part of it is like you still at the time came out on top so
2: yeah I feel like um I even texted my mom um <laughs> when I hit like 28th I was like hey mom just wanted to let you know I sold for like 2,500 I could have made like 100,000 not even including the extra airdrops. and she was like <laughs> Honey, just remember that, like, at least you made some, you know, you made profit. Don't worry. I was like, you know what? You're, mo- You're right, mom. <laughs> Thanks for the support.
1: Thanks, mom.
2: Yeah,
1: what a great mom. <laughs> so, uh, I did want to ask I know um, Hill's husband is also in NFTs, and you know, they have kind of like a friendly it's friendly from my side, anyways. You <laughs> know, that. <they're- laughs> <laughs> I want to know like you know what like you you know you said like llama kind of is holding the NFT world like you know do you guys you guys have that type of like little competition between you
2: well it's more like uh, it's not as much competition but it will be like um I told him to buy into Skux first or I told him to look into it I bought Skux first and then I bought it at point two I I first saw it and it was on my radar at like 0 point one and I bought it at point two because I was like okay people are gonna buy this it pumped to like point 0.9. And I was like, hey, Lama, I was like, you should have bought Skucks first. And then um jokes on me, uh, it, it it dipped to 0.3 already. <laughs> uh,
1: I think it would be like, for me, it'd be like, who can like, you know, find the best thing. Like, I would always be like trying to find everything before them. Like, you know, I mean, it's easy now because my wife's not into it. So I'm just like, hey, like, look at this. And she thinks everything's great. So I guess I win on that. Front, yeah, but... you're always winning. <laughs> <I didn't... laughs> I know, I think I'm always just like, you know, I wanna be the first to everything. So it's like, I'd just be like, I'd be like, gotta keep my eyes peeled on Twitter all the time for new projects.
2: I feel like what would happen though is I'm like super competitive. And um, I got this, like, um, this is really off topic, but this is just going back to what we're talking about. So I, I for Valentine's Day, um, he always talks about how I don't wanna go out because I'm very introverted. And I'm like, I just like staying home. Um, So I got him, like, a date night box, so you, like, flip a card, and it tells you, like, what to do that day, and, um, for Valentine's Day, and one of them was, like, turn everything into a competition, um, and it was, like, who can do this, like, faster, who can, like, wash the dishes faster, and stuff like that, and, um, he was, like, no, we're not doing that, you're way too competitive, so I feel like he wouldn't (laughs) want to do that either, because, like, I get really competitive, like, (laughs) it's bad. (laughs) Like,
1: just, like, keeping score in your notebook. Over yeah, there. Like, like, I'm, like, writing it down. for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I'm, like, glaring over. I'm, like, you know, <laughs> do you know, like, the Luigi death stare? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, like, Luigi death staring him down. I'm, like, you, you're going down to for real tonight. <laughs>
1: That's funny. No, I think it's, it's cool that, like, you guys get to do it and experience it together. And you and your husband, too, Hill. I think, like, you know, I'm... I'm glad that I have a supportive partner, but it's also like really cool to be able to experience that together. Um you know, it's it's different, but both of them are equally as cool, I guess. I just yeah. I'm just trying I know my wife's gonna listen to this. <laughs>
0: Shout out
1: to the Jada. What's up? What's up, girl? <laughs> yeah. Shout
0: out yeah. to Canuck and Llama. Also. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, just wrapping up, um, we usually like to hear your advice that you have for somebody that maybe that's new to the space. So I know you have lots of advice. You have a whole Discord server on it, but maybe like what would be your like top piece or maybe just like kind of like a summary.
2: All right. I got a big piece of advice and this is regarding back to NFT worlds. When you g- <laughs> Okay. When you get the chance to mint multiple... Sell one for like break even or profit, and then hold the other one like no matter what, because you don't know it could pump to like one eighth or even twenty eighth in my case. Um, so yeah, that that would be like my best piece of advice is just de risking and then holding.
1: That's really good. I know, like um, every like that's a piece of advice mm-hmm. everyone gives mint multiple, so you can always have the option to sell. So many mints are one team. only. Yeah, exactly. Just- I'm not a fan of yeah I
2: agree
1: yeah well thank you so much for coming on and sharing you know all your tips and tricks um we're super excited to see where your project takes you and I think you know everyone should check out the discord um I think there's a link in your bio on twitter right
2: yeah yeah yeah. I have my whole link yeah
1: yeah okay so it's at um nft cheetah right Yeah. Yeah, so check her out on Twitter, um, check out the Discord, so so many helpful things, um, you know, point people in that direction if they have questions, and yeah, it's been awesome. You'll see All me right. in there Sweet. soon. Thank you
2: so much for having me, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Hill's yeah. like, I need that link right She's now. She's like, alright, i I'll <laughs> message you right after. <laughs> no, but yeah, so yeah, thanks again for coming, and um, you know, we can't wait to have you back on, and you know, probably when your project's floors is 20th. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all for this episode of NF Queens. You can find us on Twitter at NF Queens podcast and Bye. stay tuned for next week. Bye.